bunch of different reasons and you're not wrong and it's like that is that is that a compromise yeah i would say that is that is a compromise. i would say that is in fact when when jackson went in to pitch it he was like he was pitching for two movies and then some executive some idiot at new line was like well wait isn't it three books we'll do three movies and, it's and like, that actually crazy. ended up working That's for that crazy. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it ended up working. It did not work for The Hobbit. You're right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, That was yeah. just one book, and it should have stayed one movie. I guess yeah, you're right. It should have. If those damn dwarves sang one more time. Mm-hmm. Has anybody made a cut of The Hobbit that's just three yes. hours? Like Topher three, Grace three did, movies? I think. Yeah, really? I'm pretty yeah. sure Topher Grace did. I'm pretty sure Topher Grace did. <laughs> I think we've talked about it on this podcast. I think, I think you remember None of this is valid, right? We haven't even started. No, this is it. We're going to... We're going to... You're going to have me talking like an idiot We're going to... We'll probably cut most of that stuff out. Great. But we are going to leave. We're going to jump in right when we talked about The Hobbit being too long. That's when we'll jump in. Oh, boy. That's even worse. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across for me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hello. And our guest today is a dear, dear friend of mine uh, who is doing big things in uh, the digital space, but I don't know if he's allowed to talk about a bunch of stuff. No, no. <laughs> Cannot. Every, everything's a secret. Everything's a secret, but he's an immensely talented, uh, I'll just say blank, I'll leave it up to, like producer. Yeah. We can, can say talk, producer, right? can say producer. Producer. Mike um, Cruz is our guest. I today. could talk about past things. You want to talk about past yeah, stuff? So, talk about past so things. I know Mike Cruz from when you worked at Skybound Entertainment. Skybound. I did. Skybound. I did. And you were a a like director of content there. What was mm-hmm. the official title? It, uh, director of Digital Programming. Director of Digital. Which meant a lot of people sent me emails on LinkedIn about hiring C programmers, <laughs> which I don't know anything about. And I don't know why it has two pluses. Yeah, you said you said a bunch of stuff I didn't know anything of yeah. any of it. Also, I thought a C plus was bad. Like if you get so, two pluses though, I think it counteracts it's, something. It's, it's like an A. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. average. It's plus, like a double plus. negative. Got it. But two, a double positive? Yeah, you know? exactly. And two uh-huh. positives make two positives make a, a B minus. A B minus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Got it. Mike Cruz, thank you so much for being our guest today. You came over to to watch a movie with us and then talk about it for a little bit. And before we jump into talking about that movie, we have got two traditions. Something I know there's okay, so I know there's something about a British accent. Yes, Keller is going to use an amazing British accent. Again, (laughs) people come on this stage and you're going to do a Brad British accent. Well, not sitting right fucking here. (laughs) My my roommate is British and he loves it. And I thought that I had a good British accent, (laughs) and I've learned that it's insulting and terrible. Love it. Call them while I do this, please. Please call them on the phone. Can you you, can you do me a favor? Can you when this episode comes out? Uh, this them. is this is going to come out on Monday. Just show them the like here, like play them the clip of Keller's British accent because I really want to hear from a Brit whether it's good or bad. Do you want me to just call him? No, we've only had two Australians on the podcast so far, and that doesn't count. Yeah, that's can't not, get a good. That's gauge not close enough. Bad yeah. it's a good British. Who did you accent. have, Alicia? We had we haven't. Yeah, uh, yes, we did. We had Alicia Malone and, and we had, Mod Garrett. Uh, Mod Garrett, mm-hmm. our two yep. favorite Aussies. Yep, I've two. always wanted to be an Aussie. It's pretty cool. You know what? Now you know I'm gonna be a New Zealander. Now I want to be a Kiwi. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, that's too. Good one. But when this episode comes out, play it and then like tweet at us and be like, you guys, they did not like it. Like, Or <laughs> it was cool. Like, let us know. Let us know. I but, did live in London once, and I still don't oh, have a good British accent. Really? Can we hear yours, too? Sure. It can be after mine if okay. you want yeah, to. Yeah, it has to be after okay. 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 So Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about. But the second tradition, Mike, is that by the end of this podcast, we're going to ask you to contribute a film, any film. It could even be the film that we watched earlier tonight, okay. but any movie that you feel deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. It can, have, it can be a movie you, that came out last weekend. It can be a movie that, 
that was one of the first movies ever made in the history of Hollywood. Doesn't matter. It can be from anywhere, from anything, from anybody, but it's something you have to feel is like this is worthy of being one of the 500 greatest. So it's probably think, not already on the list. It can be on the list. It, it can't, can't be. because the whole point is if you feel like you want to maintain a film, if you're like, yes, the one we watched tonight or something else or something else that's on this currently existing list. Basically, we're to just trying there. to have a new list of yeah. 500 by yeah, the time no, we're done with that makes this. makes sense. I mean, look, this, I don't all know of this who made this needs list. to be included. Yeah. Not all of or this. Or when this list was so made, but I'm 2008. assuming 2008. Okay, so if it was 2008, it mm-hmm. was probably still made by a bunch of white guys. Oh, yes, boy. specifically so, British mm-hmm, white guys because mm-hmm. it's from Empire Magazine, which is a magazine from the UK, a movie uh, magazine from the okay, UK. Okay, those yeah. are those are like <laughs> less white, more white, more white. <laughs> they're the, I think they're, they're the, the they're white. They, OG white. I think they're they invented white. white. They are the whitest. They. <laughs> I think they may be that was Russia, but um, that's a good point too. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, there's probably so, but that puts a different kind of spin on it, right? Totally. Because I'm like. There are a lot of movies I think are really, really great and valuable, mm-hmm. um, but they're pr- and but there's the ones that I think are already on the list. Gotcha. That you that, don't have that to worry are on about every list, and right? You, and, well, yeah. pull up the list that versus, we've made thus far, and you'll get the gist of the kind the of stuff that, that, that think, we've, you know, like so, people have added this kind of stuff. These are the movies that our guests have been adding. Oh, some of these, and some there's some are classics. So good. The, yeah. ten, the Ten Commandments, right? Halloween. These yeah. are like undoubtedly like Blazing Saddles, great films. Absolutely, Arrival, the the Josie and the Pussycats, Black Dynamite, Tremors. <laughs> yeah, I also love. I also love that Josie and the Pussycats is on. Yeah, there. I think it's significantly underrated. It's it is very underrated. It's probably the I best. So far, this list is better than. Yes, that's the point. Mm. Who right? put in Blade Runner 2049? That would be our buddy Jake Jabor. Mm-mm. It's a great movie. Sorry, Jake Jabor. It's a great movie. I disagree. <laughs> I also don't enjoy it that much. No. I love it. I, I like I, the way I like it, it looks. But not, mm-hmm. I maybe mm-hmm. like 725. Doesn't make the top 500. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. That's very kind of you to be like, it's in the top Yeah, it's in the top 1,000 movies ever made. That's amazing. <laughs> it's still very <laughs> That's good. That's very good. So we, there, obviously we have a mix of like what people consider to be classics, like uh, just objectively good films, and then favorites, and then things yeah. that should be, you know, looked at again or reexamined. And so, yeah. So, so do you love OG Blade Runner? I do love, I, okay. I do love OG Blade Runner. I, I, okay. So the other thing that you should know about me mm-hmm. um, is that, you might have to keep me from going on bizarre tangents. This is oh, what this is. That's what this okay. podcast is. Okay. Well, look, I want, can I tell you the bizarre tangent? Please, right yeah, now? go. Let's so go. You, you showed me that list, yeah. and all I could think about was that Disney is in this like, um, it's 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 become this machine of turning its original animated films into, know, into live action, action movies. Yeah, and I'm I'm you know I'm not one of those people that doesn't think that things can be remade for a new generation. Sure. So I'm like I'm okay with it. Sure, even though I think the Beast is creepy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that they're going with Hunchback of Notre Dame next. Oh really? Yeah, that feels oh, yeah. well. But after. After Lion King. Right? Okay, after yeah, Lion King. So there's That's Aladdin, true. Lion King, Hunchback. That's true. Yeah. Why not the? Where's my Iron Giant? Where the movie? fuck is Hercules? Well, Iron Giant, no, Warner Hercules. Brothers, not Disney. <gasps> Iron Giant, yeah, is that's Brothers. our that's oh. our problem. And, and also, see, I thought it was a Disney movie. No, Warner so Brothers. I want before I want Hunchback. There's so many yeah. things I love for Hunchback. Yeah, like the, uh, was the Aristocats, Aristocats? Disney? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yep. 
Lady and the Tramp? Yep, they could do they're that. They're doing that. I okay. think that's they happening. Are. Okay. I think they are. Um, Before that's, You know what? That's a great I don't question. Think so. If you're asking which of the Disney animated films would you want to see remade, that's a great question. Like fucking Great Mouse Detective. Robin right. Hood. The ones, Robin Hood. The ones, like Great Mouse Detective. Like you don't even have yeah. to make Robin Hood exactly the way it was. Sure. Make it so that they are just a bunch of animals the who wear clothes the in the forest. Fox oh, let's just bum out a bunch of fucking kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's funny about Ooh. Hunchback? Is they haven't done Bambi. They haven't done Bambi. Yet. That would Pinocchio. Be, Bambi. You'd have to get like a nature photographer to do Bambi. Like that thing better look gorge. Someone That's the whole aren't point. Aren't they doing? Someone's Pinocchio, doing Disney's Pinocchio. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know if somebody's doing Pinocchio. I know Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, is doing Dumbo's Pinocchio. coming out. Dumbo's Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, I have a confession. To yeah, please. Me. Oh shit. Go ahead. I was twenty-seven years old. Yeah. When? When I found out that Bambi was a boy. Oh, that's fine. That's okay. You'd never I seen it assumed, as a kid. I assumed. No, mm-hmm. I did. I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, Bambi's, Bambi's, Bambi's a girl. clearly a girl. Because Bambi's cute. Look at Bambi right there. It's not because he, it's not cause he was cute. You know? it's, it did, yeah. it's because I missed the ending where yeah. like they, he came out with all his big giant horns. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I shows like, up as a always grown, skip that No part. one ever yeah. remembers that. Nobody no. does. And and honestly, I feel like it's half the movie or something. Like the first time I watched Bambi, which was when I was like, like the last adult. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and the movie's only like 80 minutes mm-hmm. or something. Like it's yeah. not long. I was surprised at how much of the movie was adult Bambi versus the Oh, I don't remember Adult Bambi little, at all. Oh, yeah, he shows up. He's the new sort of king of the forest, and he, like, defends this other doe against, like, an it's asshole so deer. Weird. Yeah, he, like, I mean, I watched it. There's a love yeah. story with Bambi. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Bambi I watched fucks. it when I was, like, Bambi six fucks. years old. Listen, Bambi, so, Thumper, they're all fucking and by the end of that well, movie. Well, I mean, they're animals. They put on fucking true. Fantasia and go crazy, but it's, dude. That's true. Ooh, but it's crazy how fast Live action Fantasia. But it feels like Bambi loses his mom, like, you know, stumbles around in the woods, and then, you know, Thumper or Flower or something like they're like they get together they're like we're friends and in, in that same scene they all see girl versions of themselves and they go ooh i want to fuck and it's like super quick <laughs> i so i the, the, the reason bees. i yeah. found out they were all they were boys yeah is because i was having a conversation about how i thought i i hadn't seen bambi since i was six years old yeah. and i didn't all i had was my memory of bambi yeah and no context for the reality of bambi whatsoever and someone's like hello so this I, is my son bambi so i was like <laughs> no 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 i was talking to someone about how i thought you know i i had it in my mind because i thought they were all girls that like maybe disney had made this like refreshing animated mm. movie for young girls about female friendship that's nice and i was like that's really cool that they made it back then <laughs> and someone was and like the woman i was talking yeah. to was like Oh, honey, no. I yeah. think even Flower. <laughs> Flower was a boy, too. I yes. Think. They, I think they were yeah. all boys. All of them. Flower, all of them. Thumper, yeah. and Bambi were mm-hmm. boys. Correct. Were boys. That's correct. All Which right. is why, apparently, the midpoint of the movie is that they all get boners for the first time. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcore boners. They oh, yeah. Thumper's town. foot gets to thumping. It's true. That's <laughs> true. Fun fact about Bambi, it was Walt Disney's favorite film that he worked on. Mm. Um, he thought that it was the most beautiful of all of the animated movies that they had made. And it's really, it's really good. It, hold, it holds up. They haven't I think. Even done Snow White yet. And Thumper. Yeah, they had. Oh, you mean in live action? Yeah. They haven't. But there was also there was also like a couple of Snow White movies that yeah, other yeah, studios yeah. did. So they're True. probably like, yeah. we're not going to do that. Yeah. And also Sleeping. They haven't done Sleeping Beauty, but mm-hmm. they had just made they that do weird Maleficent movie. Yeah. And also Sleeping Beauty is kind of rapey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And, then, and I think mm-hmm. I feel like Maleficent was their attempt to sort of circumvent that to right. kind, of, kind of be like, okay, what if we told the story from a different angle and right. gave some empowerment to Maleficent? Do you think Thumper is Judy Hopps's grandpa? 
That would be amazing. If if you're telling me that within two generations, the animals of Bambi have evolved to build Zootopia, <laughs> that's amazing. Where's Lola Bunny and all of this? Is that just a different <laughs> that's studio, Warner so Brothers. we're not dealing yeah. with it? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, She's true. with the Iron Giant. That's yeah. like... So that's so that's Where the tangent. Split. I don't know. You know, oh, actually, I know which one I would pick. If I could pick any of the animated Disney films, because I'm with you as well, Cruz, where like, I don't mind new stuff being made, but I also, it but like bothers fucking me. fucking Guy Ritchie's doing Aladdin. Guys. I know, dude. It, it bothers me. I mean, that, but that, look, Aladdin's hot and Will Smith is a hot joke. He's so. fucking, in, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch it be amazing and all of us feel bad like that. I hope so. I hope so. No, it's not going to happen. He's no. Terrible. It's, I don't know. He's man. probably going to be good. But none of yeah. us are going to be able to get past any of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we did for Batfleck, yeah. though. Like, yeah. now everybody's sad. That's sure. different, though, because he's not, like, going to have to play a cartoon. Right. Uh, it's like, right. It's true. He's going to have, like, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's, oh, yeah. It's, I think it's genie. also because Robin They should have just made him completely CG. Like, don't put any Will Smith in it. Mm. Like, don't have his face be, don't have him be a guy like well, just make him a giant cg guy do something but that then it's but then too everybody much. would be like "Ugh, they just have some giant cg blob thing that kind right. of looks like robin williams right Why couldn't he just look like will oh smith God, yeah because this is what happens <laughs> i know this is what you have rock they should do the sword in the stone next that should be an uh, animated film that they should yeah. re, like well they did just come out the live action kid would be king which isn't the same thing. Not the no. same. And also, also good. And I people liked it. didn't cool. give it a chance. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly. Keller showed up. Keller definitely showed up for that, which is great. I liked it. Uh, and then what else did they do? They did. Uh, yeah. Well, well uh, what's his name? Guy Ritchie did King Arthur as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which people, that was supposed think, to be a trilogy. Yeah, I don't think people were excited about that. I mm-hmm. finally watched that movie. How was so it? I resisted watching that movie for a really mm-hmm. long time because it looked like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And I finally watched it and I don't know what happened. It's like yeah. steampunk King <laughs> Arthur. Like, I genuinely it had no such a, like, idea what Especially happened. like that and Robin Hood. Like, the mm-hmm. easiest things to mm-hmm. just fucking hit out of the park. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I, we have to modernize this. You don't. Like no. just don't hire Kevin Costner. But it was like, but it was like Crow. a, it was like a period piece. Yeah. But like the sheriff of Nottingham lived in like a a tower, like a one of those cities from the Mortal Instruments. Like mm. and and everyone had magic and everybody yeah. was wearing like but super like, nice, just moderny kind of clothes until they it, were wearing crazy armor and like riding an elephant, like turned it into like a Lord of the Rings battle. Yeah. 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 You're right. And. I, and Morgana was there, and like yeah. Guinevere was there, but I don't know what they were None doing. None of it, like you had it. It's all so easy. It's all laid out in literature. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and God. like a hundred years of yeah, yeah, dozens yeah. of remakes. Oh yeah, just redo Excalibur, guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't think audiences. Down some of the melodrama. I don't think audiences right now are in a place to have that modernized version of those kinds of stories. I don't think audiences are like, let's add Lord of the Rings to Robin Hood or king arthur or the like those kind of no the, i want to no. see the most accurate outlander yeah. obnoxious period piece yeah where like i where i can watch a two-hour did documentary. you like the russell crowe robin hood <laughs> i didn't hate it i didn't either i need to watch that, I, that I, one's is like i had yeah. to choose these a bunch yeah. of people Taren with british Egerton. accents running around on uh horses yeah. cool this yeah. is great if i had to choose between taron egerton robin hood mm. with jamie fox and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I would choose Russell Crowe in a heartbeat. Yeah, Who's yeah, been yeah. the best Robin Hood of film ever? 
The probably, fox. Probably it's Errol. The fox. It's the fox from Disney's it's Robin the fox Hood. From I agree. Robin and then Errol Flynn. Ben the Errol fox. Yeah, yeah. And then yep. Errol Flynn. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Uh, okay, cool. So that was that tangent. Yep. And Sorry. then <laughs> by Harry where Elwes. I didn't. Yes. <laughs> the tangent where I didn't know who made the Iron Giant. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Um, uh, the Iron Giant, not on this list. No. And it is confusing because Brad Bird does stuff with Disney. Yes. And yeah. But it was because. They went to Warner Brothers for that. That Warner Brothers thing kind of. Um, like I don't want to say bombed the studio. It was Quest for Camelot that came out right before that. That also bombed. Mm-hmm. And so Warner Brothers was like, "All right, we'll again, be- just fucking do King Arthur." I know, man. <laughs> I Who know. made the Emperor's New Groove? Disney. Disney. That's what I want. Ooh, that would be good. That's perfect. Although, yeah, but wait, wait. Just kidding. What are you going to say at the end of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Not the Emperor's. Could, uh, can I, if I can pick two, I would add the Emperor's New Groove. That would actually be really cool. You can come back also. That's like, true. And pick again. That's, That's true. Fair. That's true. So, uh, You've already so shown let's... interest in networking. So. Oh, well, it has been. I used to. So I used to, before Skybound, I used to um, be on a channel called Cinefix, which oh, is cool. still around. Okay, cool. I was there for four years. So. Don't they make the visual effects magazine? No. That's okay. Cineflix. Oh, I'm I wrong. Think. Cineflix is a YouTube channel. Right um, on. I think it's under IGN now. Cool. Um, I think you're right. But we did like 8-bit cinema and homemade oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys did 8-bit the network. I remember. It was really, yeah. it didn't get a lot of numbers. No. Did not get a lot of numbers when you guys did 8-bit Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. We did. We yeah. didn't do David no? afternoon. Oh, but we did do I mean, we did do some like obscure indie <laughs> movies, but most of them were like Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, we reviewed it was like back when I like I, that's probably when I I watch more movies then working on Cinefix than in film school. Oh, for sure. Really? 100%, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cuz film school is finite, but a job is forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I personally started, I wanted to read more. So I started mm. a show called what's the difference. Ooh, where oh, nice. comparing do books literally and movies. every single difference. Oh, between I love the book that. And the movie. What, what were some cool. of your, here's, here's what I want to ask you because mm-hmm. the obvious, the obvious, um, I feel like the more popular opinion is the book is always better. No. So what I want to ask not you always, is, but a lot of the time. I, I feel like it is a, I feel like, especially within like past like 1995, I think that's true. More or less. Okay, but before 1995, any film before 1995, not true. Yeah, I mean, most people don't know that half the movies they like were actually based on books. Yeah, or based on books. books, Jaws was mm -hmm. based on a book. The Godfather was based on a book. Yep, Jurassic Um, Park. Jurassic Park was based on a book. I read that book. It's a good Mm -hmm. book, Godfather. Um, Mm hmm. Yeah, all the yeah, classics. Yeah, the, the shine. I mean, all all of the Stephen King stuff. So, what's your, what is your favorite? What do you think is the best uh, movie that's way better than the book? Like, give me some examples. Of I mean, that. Jaws is really high up there. Okay, because Jaws. Have the you book, read Jaws the book? Okay. Jaws the book is not great. Yeah. Got it. Um, sorry, sorry, author of the book. <laughs> I uh, can't I think believe it's Peter that. Benchley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'll talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie's I, just so good. the The book has this whole plot line about the mob. I love that, and how the the, the mayor of the town. Well, the mayor of the town, like doesn't want to shut down the resort because he owes all this money to the mom. Oh, and like, okay. And there's a whole, and like his, it, yeah, it gets weird. I the love, I love really when you like find It's like a Stephen Kingy backstory. Yeah. yeah. I love it's when like, you find stuff out like that and you learn that the movie people are like, no, that's dumb. And no, just, just give him an anchor jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Jaws is a good one. Uh, Jaws is a give, good one. give me a couple other ones. Um, 
anything post 1995 any anything that you can think of maybe while doing the show that you were surprised uh, where you were like actually i don't know i mean i don't know because i did a lot of the old ones you did the old ones okay i did a lot of the old ones i mean there's a lot where i thought the movie was at least as good as the as good hit me with right like a history of violence i think was as good as the as the comic okay we we, we watched that recently or the book that was based on um the uh there's one that's based on a comic that everyone forgets. Road uh, to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Yeah. Road to Perdition, I think, was as good as the comic. Cool. If not better. Cool. For sure. Um, I think Snowpiercer was better than the comic. Snowpiercer was better than the comic, but I didn't think it was that good. Correct. Same. Um, Same. I think Alita Battle Angel is better than the comic. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Have you read that comic book? I have also have not read that okay, comic Okay, cool. Book. All right. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I actually think I... I I like Jurassic Park, the book. Yeah. Like I, Michael, Michael Crichton is a fun I do too. writer. Same. But I think I like the movie a the lot movie better. The movie blows it out of the water. It's way the more movies. fun and yeah. less of a bummer. Yeah. And again, and remember the side plot of, uh, of um, it's way more Hammond, exciting. John Hammond showing to pitch to investors a miniaturized elephant? Yeah. That's in the book? Like, yeah. that never made it into a movie, thank God? It should have <laughs> made it into uh, Fallen Kingdom. Spy Kids 2. It, it did it really? <laughs> I don't know. It's so I don't dumb. Know, dreams or something. Whereas so The Lost World is a better book than this. Right. Than, than the, the movie. Lost World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Even though at the end of the Jurassic Park book, they kind of make it seem like Dr. Ian Malcolm's dead. And then I think the, the sequel to the book was written because Spielberg was like, hey, we're doing another movie, so write a book, Michael Crichton. And then he was like, okay. And then Spielberg was like, eh, actually, the only person willing to come back is Jeff Goldblum, so make it about him. And he's like, <laughs> uh, I killed him, though. And Spielberg's like, I don't give a shit. I'm Steven Spielberg. Make it work. He's like, well, okay. Classic. He's alive. And then he made a bad movie. He's yeah. <laughs> Westworld? Uh, Westworld? Mm. Uh, what about Westworld? Ooh, Michael oh Crichton. no, Lord of the Michael. Michael no. Crichton. Oh. I thought you meant, and then Michael Crichton made a bad movie. No, no, oh no, because no. uh, Westworld's a bad movie. Keller I mean, I love it, but it's World. real. Bad. Yeah, Keller saying the Lost World. Spielberg made a bad movie. Spielberg, made and then he did it again with Ready Player One. Yay! But also Huzzah. better than the book. Well, better than the book. the book. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. No, Ready, uh, Ready Player, Player One is not better than the book. Oh, I think it is so much better. better. Oh, I hate that book. Hundred percent better than the book. But um, we had a. I think Steven Spielberg. And oh man, can I go? Should I go on record saying this? Maybe. Um, I love Steven Spielberg. I think he's an incredible. He's an incredible filmmaker who has added greatest of all time so much to culture. One of the greatest of all time. I also Mm -hmm. think he he hasn't his sensibility of story hasn't changed with Mm -hmm. the times. I get that. And so I actually a lot of people give Steven Spielberg a lot of flack because. They say that Steven Spielberg stopped making good movies. Right. No, no, no. I think he continued to make good movies for 1985. I'll give you that. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah, dude. It, um, yeah. Right War Horse one. is the perfect example for me. Like, sure. War Horse is a movie that I came out of being like, that was a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had, if it had been 1985, awesome. I, I would have thought it was the best movie awesome. ever. Yeah. Made. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give you that. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And there's, it's something about like, he, in a good way and a bad way, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the cynicism that like modern culture has. I get he that. He doesn't understand it. Like he doesn't seem to understand himself as a reference to himself. Yeah. He's like, not he going to deconstruct have meta, something. He's not going to do a meta it. movie. For Correct. sure. For sure. And he's not, he's in like purposefully sort of unaware. And mm-hmm. so there's sort of an innocence mm-hmm. to his work that like, I think works really well when he makes, makes a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when he makes a movie for adults, you're a little bit like, this seems naive to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. 
thought Ready Player One was. Absolutely. He made a kids movie yeah. out of that book. And I was like, which this is, is what it deserves. Which, yeah, <laughs> which is like a Gamergate manifesto. Like that book is very uh, um, uh, depressing from the perspective of hearing a guy talk about the female character hearing a guy talk about how accruing how, knowledge, accruing knowledge through power. trivia, all of that stuff that now we look back at it and we go, this is, there's just a lot of toxic fandom. This is a lot of stuff that's uh, not yeah. healthy. I read that's it in the, like two hours. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just like, it was like fun. Oh whatever. man. Yeah. It's, it is fun. It is also I fun. I just like one of those things that I didn't give enough credence to, to exactly. be like, I'm going to give a hard analytical exactly. thing to this. Uh, it was yeah. just like, I read it. The whole time mm-hmm. I was reading it. It has 80s references. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on with the rest of mm-hmm. my life. And that's what the, I think the movie is saying about itself. The movie's yeah. like, just watch this and then just move on right after. Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. think about Don't it. Which is like, fine, that's cool. That's fine. I only think about that car race. Yeah, which the is race so at the rad. Oh, that was so amazing. Cool. I only think about the fact that ever since Ready Player One, people keep being like, when is VR going to be like Ready Player One? And I'm like, never. <laughs> no, never. Yeah. It's never going to be. Literally never. <laughs> Maybe in 3052 and you'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Keller, why don't you tell us what movie we are going to oh talk my about? Oh, God. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Here we go. 443. Dog Day Afternoon. Very good accent. 1975. Director Sidney Lumet. A riveting character study. Parenthetical. Pacino makes his bank robber fuck up extraordinarily moving in parenthetical. <laughs> a penetrating expose <laughs> of a media feeding frenzy or just a great heist gone wrong flick. Anyway, it's brilliant. <laughs> Why is your British person so old? I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it is, he is very he's old. Ancient. Right? He is. He's his about, name's Basil. Basil's about to die. His name's um, Basil? I curate a museum. <laughs> and Basil is the... Filled with just dust. Editor, editor chief just different of kinds of dust. Empire Magazine. Dust. Exactly. I feel like Basil, like, he has a little bit of like a... Like a non-British Eastern European mm. vampire quality. Oh, to him. okay, interesting. I've lived like a... in Britain <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, but before that, I was not born here, Transylvania. But I've lived here <laughs> like, you for have, a very long time. You have the British accent of an old man as translated through things we. Uh, what is it? Uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes, I love that. Like I that's that. how it came out. It came out like a k- kiwi the other side awesome. of a vampire butt. That's I'm awesome. not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, you can tell your roomie to please listen to that, and then yeah. we'll get his feedback on it. Uh, Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon. That's a pretty good summary of that movie. I think this is a great film. I couldn't. I, I'm so, sorry. So I didn't pay attention to the summary. Oh, here. Um, do you want to read it? Here, wait, here. I'll read it in my British accent, which mm-hmm. is like Liza Doolittle before. It's straight uh, up Cockney. It's it well, it's straight up something. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Sydney Lumet. Oh, director Sydney Lumet. A riveting character study. Pacino makes his bank robber fuck up extraordinarily moving. A penetrating expose of a media feeding frenzy. Or just a heist (laughs) flick. Just a heist gone wrong flick. Anyway. It's brilliant. <laughs> Yours sounds like a Paddington villain. Is what you're <laughs> like. I love yeah, it. Good. It would be like a great British. You're one of the Australian. characters that Hugh Grant does. Yes, in yes. the attic. <laughs> I'm a caricature. I, look, if, if you're saying that I'm a caricature of Hugh Grant, I think that's the most flattering thing you there would you say go. to me. Actually, mm, I think funny. we love it. Actually, <laughs> Hugh Grant. 
He was in that. So, Dog Day Afternoon, guys. I had never seen this movie. Mike, you saw it 20 years ago, you said? Like, yeah, you said I saw when you were like a kid? I saw it. I, I saw it. Uh, yeah, I was. Yes, I was a child 20 okay. years ago. Okay, great. Let's go with that. Okay, great. Um, and Keller, you had seen this before? No, I had owned it before. That's right. You bought it on Blu-ray. I did. First of all, real quick, why did you buy this on Blu-ray before having seen it? I like Sidney Lumet and intended to watch it and then saw that it was on this list for this podcast we're doing and didn't. And then just waited. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm doing with, that's the, fair. with the movie Akira right now, which we're eventually going to get to. And I was like... You bought it? Uh, I, no, I didn't buy it, but I... Been, had been wanting to see it, and I bought the comic. I bought Akira before we watched all it. All five volumes, just the f- first volume, yeah. first volume, and I'll probably get the. You rest, should read yeah. all five. I I want to, yeah, uh, yeah. You bought Akira before we watched it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Akira. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm uh, just thinking of the other movies that I bought before we watched them. Yeah, I bought that for this podcast, though. That's I awesome. so I used to go when I was in college. Um, Where'd you go to college? I, I went to college at Pomona College. Ooh, where's that? It's in Claremont, California. Cool. I moved all the way across the country for them from New York. Awesome. And it was the first time I had left New York on my own. I wow. had traveled a lot with my parents, but because uh, because they're from Colombia, so I used to mm-hmm. spend every summer in Colombia. I did sixth and seventh grade in Colombia, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, I got the bug. Right. So like mm-hmm. after that, I lived in London for a while. Mm-hmm. I was a subsistence farmer in India. I was a Tibetan Buddhist monk. I taught. High school in the Marshall Islands. What? Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, uh, but... Hang on. That's a very interesting life. Continue. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go back to that first thing you said, and then we're just going to... Sorry about this other thing we were going to talk about. So, um, so I... When you're in college. I was in college. There was a, a video store called Video Paradiso, mm. uh, which sounds like the video store from a cool, nostalgic story. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I have to become a patron of this place so that I can one day have a cool, nostalgic story where I used to go to Video Paradiso and I used I to wish that kind of uh, peruse mm-hmm. the VHS tapes mm-hmm. and the DVDs, mm-hmm. uh, mostly the DVDs. And I never rent. So they, they would. It's a rent. It was a rental place mm-hmm. like a blockbuster. Um, for those of you who have heard of a blockbuster <laughs> and, um, it's like listeners. a red box you can go inside yeah. of. It's Thank a red you. box with people that work there. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you for pointing that, for explaining that our listeners are exclusively six years old. So they exactly. have no idea what a blockbuster <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, so, they don't know what red box is. Yeah. Either, let's be honest. Like, what's 7-Eleven? <laughs> so, um, so I used to go there and I used to buy movies I hadn't seen. Mm, very yeah. specifically because I hadn't seen them. And then I would put them in my room and when I was like, oh, man, I need to They'd watch a movie, you. they'd haunt me, mm. and then I would eventually watch them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I refused to buy movies I'd seen because it was like, I've seen that. Oh, I see. No, I buy movies that I've seen because I intend to watch them over and over and over yeah, and over I again. I don't like really psychopath. rewatch movies. I do it all the time. I rewatch. I, I have movies them. that I might not ever watch again, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Some of I, them are too much of just emotionally wrecking, but it's sure. like yeah. I want to have it like in case someone says yeah. they haven't seen it. Like, True. here, take this. Borrow it. I've I don't, seen I haven't gotten back so many movies. I know, me too. I used to keep a lit. I used to be a Nazi about it. But the, <laughs> um, I generally, I've rewatched a couple of movies, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Some very few ones more than that. Mm-hmm. But I get this, like, anxiety where I'm like, there's so many I haven't seen. Oh, for seen. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That, like, I can choose You can't, like, throw anything Jurassic on in the Park. background, though, while you're working or something, though? No. You don't have any go-tos? Do you have a favorite movie? No. Yeah. It depends on my mood. Yeah. Right? Like, so there are definitely, there's definitely a short list of things that, like, if all the other movies that existed that I hadn't seen disappeared from existence, Mm -hmm. and I just had to watch movies that I'd already seen, then I know what I would pick, depending on the mood I'm in. Right. But 
if I'm like, oh man, I really want to watch Aladdin or The Lion King because Mm -hmm. I want this like animated movie and like I know The Lion King's going to deliver and it's Mm -hmm. sad, but then it's fun and it's a musical. I'll be like, I haven't seen Sing. Right. I will see Sing like, instead new, of watching the There's Lion. new animated films that could deliver that that exactly. I haven't seen yet. And I'd That's rather be disappointed and see something new than just like go back to something I already Cause, know. Because you can go, well, at least I know now Sing yeah. was bad or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then maybe I'll watch a couple of clips from The Lion King on YouTube if it was disappointing. Like, okay. Sing, by the way, though. Put on I liked the soundtrack. It. You it's, did like it? Pretty good. I did like Sing. I just okay. watched a trailer for it because we watched uh, DreamWorks Trolls mm. and it was really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it kind of bummed me out a lot. Beautiful to look at, but it was the it was the epitome of a modern studio animated film that about is about rubber dolls with hair. Yes, I wish it was about that. It came out two years after the Lego Movie, and the Lego Movie is about Legos and what Lego means. Like it's a meta, it's mm-hmm. a Lord Miller, it's a meta narrative about what Lego is. The troll thing, I feel like, to avoid the ugliness of those dolls from the eighties. They like well. Let's just redesign this. From or the, the fact up. that no one knew what they were to be. For sure, for sure. And it's it's not it's naked not the, trolls with yeah, belly buttons made of jewels. It's not the True. toy toy phenomenon. They didn't that, have uh, anything other than yeah. hair you could mess with. But it was like I kind of wish that they did stick with that ugly. Could they look like E. T. Those little yeah. tan weird things. Like mm-hmm. at least that was something. Because the new one is just this very overly produced. Like it's appealing to be appealing. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's it's it was bad. Anyway, I just like that we. The you know the oldest uh, toy incarnation in film history ever. What Furby? Really? Yeah. I mean, what else is Gremlins if not a Furby? Mm. Ooh, true. Very good. <laughs> true. You pour water on a Furby, you're dead. You're, you're, yeah, the you're dead. Guy? That shit's going you're up dead. in flames. Can I curse? You're dead. you're dead. Yes. Please fucking curse. Oh yeah, you're fucking dead. <laughs> you're fucking dead. Yeah, that mother. So. That motherfucker's gonna kill you. So you'd seen uh, Dog Day Afternoon when you yes. were in college. You said no. I was. I was. I was, in, I was probably in high school. You're probably in high school. And that was the last school. time you've seen it. Yeah, that was the last time I've seen it. So question that's for not you. Even Gremlins work. I just realized I got the rules wrong. I think. No, I think that's you correct. Pour waters on them. They multiply. They multiply. And but then, then they, you, I fed a Grim. I fed a Furby one time though, and it didn't like that either. But was it before midnight? Because you can feed them. You just can't feed them after midnight. One time we were staying way after midnight. That's so weird. How does that work at time zones? What if you travel? It's always after midnight. About what the moon is. Oh. You got to think about the moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it works wherever you are. It mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I um, also think they're a metaphor for children. Mm. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Story of my life. Like I, when- I put my children in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I know someone that accidentally did that to a hamster. How did they get on their like plate that had a burrito uh, on it? Like, well, no, I'm gonna microwave they, like, this. It got wet, and they were like, "I can dry it." Oh, to the to, it was a that's, kid. Yeah, it was oh, like a, that's, man, that's, that's a, a friend of mine in like bummer. sixth grade. Man, the hamster died. It's like in oh, it exploded. No. Full. Just <laughs> <laughs> How do you know you weren't there? Oh, I was there. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You were there? It was not my idea. Episode. I was not. Like, Leon, I'm not an accomplice. Oh, my God. I'm not oh an accomplice God. of this bank robbery. Thanks, for, it back to thanks for trying Thank to bring it back to Dog Day Afternoon. I tried now, earlier. Now I, I just want to talk about. Al Pacino. You, you, you did. But now I really want to talk about this hamster exploding. What the fuck happened, man? <laughs> no. You were there? You I were, was there. You were a kid? Was, yeah, I was like. I'm sorry. Were you just like, yeah, man, your hamster's wet? I don't remember. Before high school, the hamster was wet. Yeah, dude, your hamster's all covered in water, dude. You gotta <laughs> dry that shit off. You gotta dry it off. Dude, I'm your so hamster's sorry. gonna get sick. I'm so dry sorry. It off. He's gonna get a cold. Oh, no. At this point, uh, and I feel I bad. Think her name was Cleo. I think his name was Cleopatra. The hamster's name? Yeah. The hamster's name was Cleopatra? It had to have been traumatizing for you. It had to have been. 
It seems super. You, if I say no, does was that the make laugh? me a bad person? Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, makes you, it makes it you an accomplice. It makes you an accomplice. It doesn't make you an accomplice. If, you, if you're not like, oh, that, that sucked. If you're like, yeah, it wasn't my fault, that you're an accomplice because you could have stopped it. Or it desensitized it like, him at the age of eight. I know. Like, what do you happened. do after Look, that? I didn't, Everything I didn't is know nothing. it was going to pop like a balloon, <laughs> right? Like, that wasn't what I thought. But was you were gonna. still like, And you've yeah. already seen spaghetti do that before. <laughs> so it's like, okay. And so, uh, you know, like, it happened and he cried and no. I didn't cry. And then I was like, I gotta go, clean I that up, go home and, and eat. I left. I need to go home. Uh, Mike, uh, I, I say this in the nicest way possible. I think you're a sociopath. I think you're a psychopath. <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, look, it's not like, like, okay, when my, when my dog died, oh, I I'm cried sh- for like I'm sure. four days. I'm sure. Yeah. But I cared about that. Dog. I know. I did not. I Cleopatra and I did not have an did emotional connect. You didn't put your dog in a microwave either, did, connect, did you? Yeah. I didn't. No, okay, that's good. good. Yeah, that's see. good. Well, mm-hmm. I'm very yeah. sorry about your dog and I'm sorry that you were near when your friend lost uh, their Cleopatra. That sounds like a bummer, but yeah. it made a good story. It, was, it did make a great story. Because and a pop. And a, pop. a good pop. Yeah, oh, man. man. He went out with a bang. <laughs> All right, so. Boy, oh boy. To try and bring it back, even though that was a wonderful tangent, that was beautiful. Um, since you never rewatch movies, first of all, is it safe to say that watching Dog Day Afternoon tonight with us was basically like watching it for the first time? Yeah, yeah, it okay, was pretty cool. much like watching it. For so the first time. let's. Get, I didn't remember a lot of it. I, I can imagine. Let's get your overall thoughts on this movie, 2019. Mike Cruz, what did you think of Dog Day Afternoon? I love it. Yeah. So I so I think I mean look, Sidney Lumet is an incredible director. I, I like most of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. More so now than it probably was then, and and then it has been thought of for a very long time. I think Dog Day Afternoon has been talked a lot about because of Pacino's performance, mm-hmm. um, because of Lumet's directing, mm-hmm. and because of Attica and Vietnam, mm-hmm. and sort of it is a portrayal of a, like a really subtle portrayal of PTSD and like mm-hmm. reintegrating into society and like not really understanding or coping. But I also think it's a really quintessential part of like the evolution of queer cinema. Totally. And totally not only that, like of, of like gay representation, which was um, at its height in a positive, in a not so not hasn't aged so well, but still relatively yeah. positive um era of like the early Mm seventies after Stonewall in 69. Um, but also even within that, there was literally just no, um, acknowledgement of transgendered people being even existing. And so the fact that it both is a gay relation, it's about a gay relationship at its core, Mm -hmm. um, that features a transgendered, uh, person Mm -hmm. in that, a transgendered woman in that relationship. And like, she's referred to as his wife Mm -hmm. um, and they got married and she was in a dress and everything. Like all of that I think is really great, positive representation. I think, and was John, able to speak in like that fucking phone conversation. It was amazing. Yeah. It's Holy it's like the, it's yes. so sad. Yeah, and Sarandon got nominated for for a, an Oscar for best supporting Humperdinck. actor for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like trying to look up. I'm like, I know this actor, and he plays Humperdinck in in Humperdinck in uh, mm-hmm. Princess Bride. Right. Fantastic At the same actor. time, like because it was still 1975, like yeah. they couldn't like Sarandon wasn't dressed like a woman and. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, John is his real name in real life, right? It's the guy Sonny, or is his name actually Sonny? Uh, well, it, it's, jo- it's I John. I think it was John. Yeah, Waltzo Pick or whatever the Polish last name was. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the yeah. guy, the guy that the guy that the movie is based on, mm-hmm. 
um, is also somewhat problematic in terms of his relationship with, um, mm-hmm. uh, with her, because he, even within the context of like him supposedly loving her and robbing this bank for her, he was abusive. He was, yeah. he had never called her by a female pronoun and he mm. never acknowledged her by her female name. He mm-hmm. only ever called Leon. Le- well, his, her name wasn't Leon, but okay. like her, whatever her yeah, real yeah. name was. Oh, I don't really? Remember. Was that for the film? That was for the film. Okay. Interesting. But whatever even, her real name was, I don't even remember. after she was Even after Elizabeth? she was Elizabeth. Interesting. He, he would call her he. What, whatever his, yeah. Yeah. his uh, name was. Yeah, whatever and so her name like, was. But I think that like that's all in – it's weirdly like – that's a, both a product of its time yes. and, like, a good place to head into the future yeah. in the sense that, like, there's a moment where I think representation needs to be positive, mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where it can sort of, like, fall back into reality mm-hmm. and we can go back into, like, it's like that moment where, where people are like, black people can be villains again. Right. Right. Because, right. like, w- yeah. So there's a moment where, like, I think Dog Day Afternoon will see a side again in time where it is complicated, right? Mm-hmm. These relationships in real life are complicated. Uh, a lot of gay people are also, pre- like, there's issues of prejudice within the community mm-hmm. as much as outside of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's difficult to talk about those things right now because you're already facing the prejudice totally. and the stereotypes against the Absolutely. community as a whole. But, like, Absolutely. in a place of equality, you can talk about those other issues in a yeah. better way. Yeah, I, I uh, 100% agree with everything that you said. It was, it was really fascinating to watch because I had read up on what the movie was about. And I remember any of my prior knowledge of this movie, I worked at a blockbuster, you know, just knowing film history, knowing the careers of Al Pacino and everybody involved or whatever. I knew that the movie was about like a bank heist gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think I ever knew that the, the, the oh, sort yeah. of, the sort of queer side of the story, the sort of the, the whole, that whole reality. And it, and I think that it is, it is good and bad that that's not what the movie is was it was kind of like I don't want to say known for because again I didn't know the movie mm-hmm. but sort of like marketed I guess and, it, right. and when a movie's been out for decades it's not really marketed anymore but you know what I mean like the DVD cover the yeah. the way people talk Would about been, it is it more effective to market it as a heist movie and then people go that's see why it? I'm saying I, I actually think, it's, think, yes. I think it's better especially yes. yeah I think so too. agreed and agreed. again I think that like but well after it came out though maybe right. start sorry uh, I think it's good that there is quote-unquote queer cinema, right? Like, yes. I think that that's a good thing. But yes. at the same time, I think that, like, representation should take two sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that mm-hmm. it's important for women to make movies and for us to have the female gaze and for us to, like, um, have women represented by women. And I think that's extremely important. At the same time, I also think it is important for more men in positions of power to be creating well-rounded female characters. Agreed. That are just in things that are not about them being well-rounded female characters. Correct. And it's the same thing, I think, for queer representation. Like, Mm -hmm. it's important for queer cinema to exist and for gay filmmakers to tell their stories. And for that cinema to be about that. Correct. For that cinema to be about Mm -hmm. that. I also think it's important for broad audience, random heist movies to, like, have characters that happen to be gay Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. Like, they just happen to be gay and has nothing to do with anything else. And even though this, the like, even though Sonny's motivation for the in this film is to get his transgendered wife a sex change that's not really what this movie's about like, no. at all yeah. it's, it's you don't know about that until yes. an hour and a half and, into and it I, or something and it never becomes like it doesn't like right. shift everything no it only it just, shifts to maybe about their relationship yeah. for a second mm-hmm. it's just and a plot yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's that's I want to talk about that for a second too because because I think that again on the one hand it was for me in my life a bummer that I didn't know that this was an aspect of that movie because I'm like oh that would have been cool to know mm-hmm. but again like you guys are saying on the other hand I can ima- I cannot imagine how many people especially how many like straight dudes watch this movie and then halfway through like saw what what part of this movie was about and how their perspective would be different if they had known that this was in the movie right. up front. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that the movie does an amazing job of getting you to sympathize with Sonny without even knowing what his motivation mm-hmm. is. I'm using air quotes. What his motivation is because you meet him, you meet John Cazali's character, who is Sal, who is in real life 18 years old, but in this movie, 39-year-old <laughs> Sal. Um, these two guys, he's hapless. And then there are one other third accomplice who like, can't do it. The, the actual 18-year-old in the movie. Oh I can't like, do it, Sonny. Sorry, Sonny. He's like, leave the car. Well, I'm going to get home. How are we supposed to get this? Get out of Leave the car. Give me the keys. Give Take me the, the keys. subway. It's New York. It's so good. But like, <laughs> but, to, but to fall for these characters and to, and to understand who they are as people very briefly and then to meet and then to like see Al Pacino freaking out in the circumstances, but then they're like being nice to the it women. Is also, you know, super funny the whole time. It's very funny. It was until it's, it's like, not. It's, it's super funny like until super it's not. Funny. But yeah. even at the entire, like, it's yeah. always tense. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it's almost nervous laughter whenever you do laugh. Yes, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know how this movie ended. Yeah. And so yeah. I didn't know. We and it's the fucking police with guns. So I'm know. like, everyone is and about to die 70s, at any moment. Yeah. And it's, you know. And it, Attica. I mean, like, yes. the fact it that just like, happened. It Attica had just happened. Yeah. And the police had. Ju- I mean, like, there's a bunch of references to Attica all over. And just pop excessive culture, right? police like, force in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's basically like, an entire season of Orange is the New Black, which is like an Attica remake. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, where the women, like, take over Damn. the prison wow. and, like, through a riot because. They're protesting their their bad treatment, and right? Their, their mis their abuse, the abuse at the hands of the guards, and I think Orange Is the New Black actually handles that really well, and everybody doesn't die. But Attica had just happened, and like mm-hmm. everybody had been killed, and so mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it it doesn't matter if this is funny, like mm-hmm. that that fear, like him going out there and screaming Attica, Attica, like that fear of like we are going to die no matter what mm-hmm. is under his his pathos. The whole the movie, whole time. to he, the point he, where he like starts writing that will. Yes, with, with the the best. Like when he was writing that will, <laughs> where he was writing that will, I was like, was this even like? Could this even have been his plan the entire time? Just Possibly. like to go mm. fucking die and just here's well, remember, my remember. Remember what life Sal said. Sal, that was part of Sal's plan. Is that they 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 made the character of Sal say, "Remember, Sonny, what we talked about. If either this works or it doesn't, and we kill ourselves. Remember yeah, that was get, the plan. We get away free. We get away free, or we, free or we kill ourselves. Because Sal didn't want to go back to prison, and yeah. uh, and Sonny was having a lot of. I mean, already had a lot of problems. I know. Um, yeah, but that whole line where uh, where he comes out and he started screaming Attica, that is when I hopped on my phone because I'm like, because I know I knew. What Attica was, I rem- I remembered like hearing Ethan about Hawk, it in pop Ethan culture. Hawk. That's Gattaca. Yeah, close. Yeah. I'm right. like I'm like, what's he talking and about? And then there's Atticus Finch. Yes. Oh yeah. Totally Same different. thing. Totally different. But I got, hopped on my phone and I'm like, yes, yeah. The Attica prison riot. Thirty three prisoners died. Ten civilians and like correctional prison, correctional guards, officers yeah. died within that event within the crossfire. Within you know the police mm-hmm. killed ten effectively innocent people as well. And so when he was screaming that, to get back into the movie after doing that little read-up of like, okay, this is a real-life event that happened, according to this film, only a year before. Right. And and he, before he goes out and screams it, he also says, um, I think he, like, Sonny said it to one of the 
people somewhere, maybe on the phone, maybe somewhere. Like he says it to somebody like, remember Attica? Like we're all going to get killed. Like they're going to kill us. I think he says it to, to Sal. To Sal. And Sal are yes. talking and he's yes. like, we're, all getting, we're not getting out of here. We're now. not getting out of here. Now that the cops are here, we're not He yells out yeah, at yeah. the cops. He goes, you see the, 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 the newsman, that's the only reason they didn't shoot us up. That's right. the only reason they're not shooting us up. And he's pointing to dead. the media. Only reason we're mm-hmm. not dead. So all of that You're stuff. You're really familiar, huh? <laughs> I want to watch some of that footage now very badly. Oh, right. of the actual mm-hmm. event of the bank heist? Well, yeah. and don't so, forget that also, so there was that and the fact that Stonewall was in 69. Yes. Right? That's so like true. this was, the movie was a little bit 75. far from, from yeah. Stonewall, but yeah. the actual bank robbery was not. Mm-hmm. So Just a few years of that, the... The idea of like the gay liberation movement showing up at the end once, yeah. Oh, yeah. once they start talking about his homosexuality Out of the, the closet news, into the streets. Out of the closet yeah. into the streets. All that stuff was like very much in people on the top of people's minds totally. in 71 in, in New York. And they were showing the crowds would like, after the news got out that he was in a relationship with a man, the crowds turned on him mm-hmm. making fun of him when he was patting down. Right. He was like a hometown hero basically. Yes. And then yes. he was gay. And, and so then it was he like, was, Oh, right. don't watch out. He's going to kiss you. They're like saying this to like the, the people that are interacting with Sonny or whatever. Mm-hmm. But all of that, it, 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 you know, before we learn about his relationship with Liz, or Leon in the film. Um, again, it, the way that they play it in the movie, the way that Sidney Lumet does it is like it's not something that is making fun of this relationship. It's mm-hmm. just played earnestly and honestly, and it's so sad and so tragic. And that coupled with his PTSD mm-hmm. from Vietnam and, and like his other wife and his other wife right. and well, kids and his and like and his gender performance. I mean, like yeah. I think it's a big deal that his gender performance isn't stereotypical. Mm-hmm. And like now you're like, okay, whatever. We all know that gay men fall on a large spectrum of behavior. Yes, you're right. But in 1975, they were after, not shown to be this masculine Al Pacino type. And this guy was the, the hate, godfather yeah, twice. Exactly. He's in the godfather yeah. And so twice. the fact that he wasn't, you know, he didn't have a lisp and he wasn't effeminate you're and he wasn't all of those right. things. Like that in and of itself was a big deal. Yeah. Totally. Um, or it is a big deal that that, was, yeah. that happened. Yeah, um, it was great. Every every straight white man in this movie was like, we will do it this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. My overall thoughts are, it's such a great fucking movie. It really it is. It was really compelling from beginning to end. It was entertaining. And then, like you guys are saying, it got real serious and mm-hmm. like sad and tragic and and right up until the end, we kept asking Mike, we're like, well, well, how does this end? What happens? What happens? And you were like, just keep watching. Just keep watching. <laughs> and then Sal got shot in the head. And we were like, no, Sal. Uh, Sal's you know, like, I'm ready to fucking kill somebody. I know. Which but is he why was, he got shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, he had that but, intense look in his face. He but did. Also, but also, he was willing to do anything to help his buddy. I know. And, I don't and, know what their relationship was. Sal like, was like, yeah, I don't know what their relationship was either. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to, like, know his wife really well, but, like, not know Elizabeth at all. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, Mm -hmm. he seems to be part of his family friend or something. A war buddy, a prison buddy. And it was also a really interesting moment to me. It was the moment where um, I think the FBI agent, the FBI agent has come in to, like, survey the place. Mm -hmm. And Sal goes to him and is like, I need you to make sure that they stop saying there's two homosexuals in here. Yes. There's yes. one. Like, yeah. I yeah. am not gay. Make that. like. And he goes, stop I'll, I'll make that life. happen. I'll make that happen for you, Sal. Like yeah. he says that. He says his be- name even. But before he says that, that he, goes, you, he goes, I want everybody to get out of here, and including you two boys. And he says boys instead of like men, mm-hmm. right? And that's when Sal says, I need you to tell the TV people to stop saying there's two homosexuals in here. Yeah. And he goes, I'll do that for you, Sal. But even then, what you were saying, Cruz, and we're watching it, is that like, is that earlier in the film you pointed out when one of the 
police guys tells Sonny, you're a good dude. We're going to make sure you get out of here, but we're going to take care of Sal. Right. And we kind of glossed over it as we're watching it. And you were like, you kind of pointed out, you're like, hey, 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 the, the, the FBI or the cop or whatever said that because they, it seemed like the cops needed to come out with a win almost. Mm-hmm. Like they needed to be able to say that they handled the situation and at some point determined that Sal was unstable. Right. Well, you know? and, and I think the, like of the, there's, no, there's only a handful of things that I think the real life guy didn't like about the movie. Right. One of them being that like he was still married to his wife, mm-hmm. um, that it made, they made it, they had to, they played it for the popular audience. Like mm-hmm. his wife was fat and therefore he was unsatisfied sexually and therefore he like deviated oh, okay, yeah. into right. this gay lifestyle when right. really in real life he divorced his wife and like two years later started dating Elizabeth. Yeah. But um, so it was that, and it was that the fact that they made it look like he might have like f- gone along with the cops, given Sal and, up, like, given Sal yeah, up. Yeah, I could see um, that. I could see that because I think, but I think to his chagrin, however mm-hmm. it might have come out, I think the fact that Wa, the way that he played it the entire time for mm-hmm. the cops. Because he had to, and mm-hmm. it was like one of the few ways for him to get out of that situation, mm-hmm. was to be like, I'm the reasonable one. Mm-hmm. Sal is in there, and he will murder everyone. That's true. If he and also, he's kind of yeah. like faceless. Nobody knows what Sal's doing exactly. the entire time. So he it's for, like, my buddy Sal's going to fucking kill anybody if something happens. Yeah. For 20 hours, or yeah. 14 yeah. hours or whatever, he's just saying, Sal the murderer is in there. Mm-hmm. Like, and you Sal, gotta help like, me. And six hours into it, and it's like fucking tense as hell already he's like i'll kill somebody if i have to yeah. but like mm-hmm. he's already like obviously affected by the fact that he might have to do that do you so, guys think that the movie was irresponsible in showing because i don't know what sal was like in real life 18 year old sal did you think that the movie showed him to be unhinged to make it a little bit more palpable that he gets shot in the end or do you think that the think movie shows that unhinged that, i think just stressed out to be in that, that fucking situation so do you think that the movie shows then that that the cops were um out of line. It's excessive. To this whole movie yeah. is about excessive it is. force. It is. Like just the fact that you see four buses they unload with, yeah, with cops. They showed cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they, they said there were 500 at one point, like at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. So crazy. What's it's also so interesting is that Sidney Lumet is super obsessed with like commenting on um, sort of people's obsession with the media. Yes. And the media manipulating story to like basically get ratings. Yeah. And so it's like a movie about Twitter before Twitter. It is. Because in real life, thousands of people showed up as looky lose, which is insane. But yeah. like, that's what we would be doing today. It's like, Instead if that of, was if happening, see it on no one would be there, but everyone would be on Twitter being like, that's absolutely so, true. Let's see the, the shots of the, from the inside. Like this girl has a phone. Oh my God. And yeah, like, yeah. And, and like yeah, telling man. each other stories. And Ugh. then people on Twitter would be like, Oh, is he going to kiss the cop? Like, yeah. Oh, he's gay. Like it would be the same thing. They were the worst. Um, and just like I said, I mentioned Twitter halfway through the movie because when, uh, when the, 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 the story went public, the bank just gets a random call. Pacino picks it up, and there's a guy on the other line says, "Kill them all! Kill all those women! Oh yeah! Put the stick gun your in your bayonet st- at him. yeah! Stick your bayonet in him!" And he like hangs up the phone. And then later, that same psychopath calls and says, "Like, are you doing anything to those girls in there?" And he was like, "Hey, is that same guy calling?" And then the women like fuck with you know, him, like fuck with him and giggle, <laughs> yeah, and giggle and hang up. And I and I said like, all the women were so fucking funny. They're this so movie. good. In this they movie. were fantastic. I I said when that moment happened, when the guy just called the bank. 
I was like, first of all, how did that guy's call get through? I thought that the cops shut it down. Like, I thought that that that, that Sonny would be protected mm-hmm. from yeah. psychopaths like egging him on or whatever. And secondly, that's what somebody on Twitter would have done. Yeah. And that happens every goddamn day on Twitter. People harass others, mm-hmm. and they they even send death threats. They even you know they do like you should kill yourself like every single day on Twitter. And that's that was tw- that, that was Twitter in 1972. Mm-hmm. Was you? I'm just gonna call him. I'm gonna call the bank. It's like you're awful. You're a terrible person. <laughs> the worst person in this movie is was, that guy. Is that, that guy? Yeah. Honestly, yes. Yeah. Worst person. And there was no way to like trace that call. And you know, yeah. So you're absolutely right that that's what uh, Lumet was doing and been pulled it off brilliantly. So there's a bunch of stuff happening in this movie. Keller, what do you think overall? I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm glad that I purchased it. <laughs> 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 I'm Solid. not mad about it. Solid. Um, I could also see why it uh, it lands on the list of the top 500 for sure. It should sure. be higher on the it's, list. It should it, be in, higher in on terms, the list. In terms, I'll say this, in terms of like the movie making aspect of it, nothing to me mind blowing, but... But the fact that you weren't thinking about any of exactly, that really the whole time, it, the way it, the camera moves is amazing it, and the way that everybody's in the shot, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, when Leon is telling his story, there's mm-hmm. some cop in the background giggling the entire time. Yeah. And you can see his yep. face giggling the entire yep. time. It's all or there. Or like when he's on, uh, Al Pacino's on the phone, you can see like three other people in the scene and how mm-hmm. they react the entire time. Mm-hmm. I also think there's a really beautiful, there's really beautiful sort of use of handheld and static mm-hmm. um, to like, and and I know that that like now is a really common mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of technique to go handheld when mm-hmm. it's tensor and all of those things. But like in 75, yeah. I like the ways that I think this heist movie influenced like the bank kind bank job kind of movies mm-hmm. afterwards, I think is really significant. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's just, to me, it was so invisible because I was so enraptured by the story. Mm-hmm. Like the story is what is, is, has left an impact on me. The story, the, the fact that it was based on a true story, these real people's lives and, and what they went through. So that for me is, it was so impactful. That's what would make me want to put it on the list of the top 500 is like, Oh, the story alone, boom, should, should have it live on there in ter- as opposed to like, the way that the story was told, which again was so good, that. but it was invisible to me but because the writing it was so is good. Incredible. It's That's so what, good, yeah. so efficient, and how so funny efficient. it is yeah. until it's not. Yeah, totally. which is so effective. And even then, at the end, it was still nice when Maria was like, "Like it's your first p- plane fight, Sal, so don't be nervous." Oh, yeah. you know. You're oh, like, and even just like when it is super serious, there's mm-hmm. like little funny stuff in Al Pacino's face, like when he's talking mm-hmm. to his wife and like rolls his eyes, yeah. even though it's super sad. And just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. There's a lot. Al Pacino does a lot with his face. Don't call yourself fat, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a great moment, too. I thought that was pretty, like... Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, again, to some people... Uh, and if and if the real John Sonny was upset at that aspect of the movie that they showed his, his first wife to be, like, nagging or not listening or whatever... If he was upset at that, at least the movie had Sonny go. Don't do that. Don't call yourself like, which was like nice. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he was upset that like it portrayed her as overweight or the, all of those. Just things. that I it think, was overlapping. I think yes. Yeah. I think that it was that the the causality of it, that yeah. the yeah. reason that he was a homosexual, right. was because sure. his wife couldn't su- mm-hmm. like sure. suffice him sexually, sure. and therefore. He had he, to turn he to men. Deviated. Yeah, he deviated. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think like that's a product of the time. And after like ha- comparing that mm-hmm. to like what happened before and during the Hayes Code, mm-hmm. right, where you're mm-hmm. where you have Lawrence of Arabia and Spartacus, which are all coded language, mm. um, right? But like T. Lawrence and Lawrence of Arabia is gay. Like and they've it's openly a fake stated out. that he's gay, but mm. there's no. Sorry, it's all 
subtle coding. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what's a fake out color? The him saying his wife, and then it cuts to his That's wife true. being on the phone right. with the three kids. Like, I got to deal with my kids. Mm-hmm. The whole so mm-hmm. there is that fake out in the script also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't great. know if that is worth it. Yeah, having it be overlapping. But yeah, I sure. think it was probably just to make it slightly more he, palatable. He, he also, palatable. the real uh, John Sonny also didn't like the way that his mother was portrayed in that one little scene. Or I think it was the, that it was even portrayed that he talked to her. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think he like, talked to he's her. He's like, I didn't talk oh, to my okay. mom. Yeah. yeah. So that was very Hollywood. But I think but, I liked that they added that. Yeah, it's fine. Like, also, it's what was the crazy uh, first sergeant's name? He oh. was so good. Yeah, he Chris was Farley. fantastic. Yeah, Chris we, Farley <laughs> going over the top screaming like match with them. Moretti. Was so was it? funny. Was yeah, Moretti. 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 Get me Moretti. Get me Moretti. That guy was great. And uh, Mouth. What was Mouth's name? Oh. Oh. Sylvia. Sylvia. Her, right. her name was Sylvia. She's she was great. so funny. Those are my girls. I'm going back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on. Come on. She's out. She's out, Sonny. She's out. Let her out. Let her mm-hmm. out. Let her, let her just keep going. I'm not leaving. Yeah, my girls are in there. I love, but the juxtaposition of Moretti being the, like, loudmouth cop to mm-hmm. then the, like, X-Files FBI agent. Mm-hmm. He looks like a pastor, yeah. mm-hmm. is what I think. Who's super quiet. He, yeah. And, like, the quietness of him is what's terrifying. It is it what's is. terrifying. Because everyone the else The quietness is and, like, the semi, like, wholesomeness-lookingness of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he does look like a Mormon missionary. He does. <laughs> he does. He looks like he hates them. Whereas Moretti could be like, Sonny, come on, let's just go get a pizza. Come on, exactly. let's go get a pizza. We're going to get you some pizzas. Oh, we come can't on. do it. We can't do it yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I can't let's do give it some soft, soft drinks. Drink. Soft drinks. Soft suds. Yeah, that guy was great. Yeah. He was awesome. We're not doing you any more favors, yeah. Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a great movie. Super compelling. If you're listening to this and you still have never seen it, obviously go watch it. He did just go in there just to great. see who to shoot. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. He did. You're right. Damn. Damn. Good film. Good film. All right. Keep thinking about it forever. I know, man. It's so heartbreaking. I, have you? So, did I hear you say that you haven't watched any other any other Sydney Lumet? I don't think I have yet. He hasn't I haven't seen, seen any other. I haven't Lume, seen the network. What else? Is, what else has Sydney Lumet done? Are there, He's for sure got another one on there. Like network has got to for sure be on check. there. Does this Twelve Angry a, Men has for sure got to be on there? Does this list have a, a glossary? Uh, I don't know if the verdicts on there. I got you it right doesn't here. Have a glossary. We did it. I did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, we have an Excel sheet. Have an Excel spreadsheet. So we have four Lumets. Okay. Dog Day Afternoon, Network, The Verdict, oh, nice. 12 Angry Men. Oh, those are all good movies. They are oh, can't all very wait. good. I can't wait. Those are and all good we'll movies. be watching them. Uh, so his highest ranked one is 12 Angry Men, number 72. Mm-hmm. So we're tackling that in our Wait, ninth year. Network, okay. Network is in the top one hundred. Yeah, okay. network is number one hundred. So we're ta- we're tackling that in our eighth and ninth year. Uh, the um, what's the next one? The verdict is two fifty four, and then Dog Day Afternoon. Wait, eighth and ninth year of this podcast? Yes. Yep. Oh, this, this is, is going to go take ten us years. Ten years. There's five hundred movies on this. We're doing fifty a year, one a week. Do you? Do you know how many movies are going to come out? Yes. Between how many movies have come wait, out wait, since this? Cruz, we haven't stopped watching There's been new movies. Ten years of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this oh, is since a, this wait, came out. This is from two thousand eight. For a second, I thought that four fifty six was the movie Twenty Eight Days starring Sandra Bullock. Oh no! Instead of Twenty Eight Days Later, and I you was know, like, "Ooh, I don't know that I trust this." Pam list. Beasley you made that trust same this mistake either way. <laughs> Pam Beasley from The Office made that this same list, mistake. Look, yeah. look right yeah, here. Have you flipped Take a look this right list here. Yet? Oh my god! Take a look right here. Star Wars number one. Take a look right mm-hmm. here. And Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's this, what we're dealing this with. This list is horseshit. That's where we're, what we're the at. Fuck? But this list also gives us stuff like Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah man yeah we watched all of it all uh-huh. 16 hours of it we watched all of it <laughs> why yeah 
Yeah. Uh, I've been asking myself the same thing for the last but, year. You know, speaking of queer representation, there's at least John Waters' Hairspray. Yeah, Hairspray. We just watched that yeah, what, we just last watched week. That. Is that the one with that was the, great. Who plays a... Uh, Divine. Play? Divine. Or Divine. Plays the mom, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so Hilarious, good. man. Speaking I re- of... I actually did like John Travolta. In the you new did. one, yeah. Uh, after rewatching old Hairspray, I know I've seen the new one as well, like years ago. But I was—I remember thinking it was just like fine. It's fine, but it's like I, the, the, nothing beats the original Hairspray with Jerry Stiller, where he's mm-hmm. like, "There's no bugs on my head, baby's head, baby." <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. energy is just the best. Uh, yeah. uh, that and uh, um, in the Broadway version, uh-huh. it was Ricky Lake and Harvey Feierstein. Fire really? Feierstein. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, the, the mom That's was played perfect. by Harvey Feierstein. That's and, fun. And, and the the lead was Ricky Lake. That's so fun. That's yeah. super That's fun. That's really great. Anywho, now we come to the point where you got, you got to peruse the original list a little bit. So, Mike Cruz, we'd like to ask you, what movie would you want to contribute out of any movie in the world any movie to in the world. our new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. And we'll plug, we'll plug that sucker in right here, man. I need to think about that. You got it. Last week, Danielle Radford contributed Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. The week before okay. that, Chloe Dykstra contributed Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Mm. John Ronyotis contributed The Last Action Hero. You can do whatever you want, man. Any, any one movie. Ever. It's so I know hard. it's tough because you said you don't have a favorite, I right? And you, and you also said your favorite... Changes depending on your depending on your mood. Okay, if, do you have a go to comedy? Okay, my go to comedy in I'm gonna go if I feel if I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, feel because good. Because if I feel you good already, I have right a different different comedy. Right, I want right. that too. Yeah. Um, if I feel like crap, then we're we're talking about Clueless. Okay. I love it. Clueless okay. is already right. on here. Um, Wait, no, not yeah, right there. Yeah. Emma Good five. job, Emma Five. Emma Five. So yeah, Clueless is up there, awesome. and uh, and then so is Requiem for a Dream. <gasps> no, damn, that's a that's, go-to no, for you. That's not a feel-good movie. No. So <laughs> so for a while, I would watch. If I felt bad, I would watch Requiem for a Dream. But watching Jared Leto whatever, feel yeah. bad makes me feel good. I was like, whatever's <laughs> happening to me is not as bad as this yeah, movie. Yeah, totally. And then I would watch Clueless because I'm like, and then oh, oh you feel great. Like, feel this great. is my actual life. That's awesome. Uh, I feel uh, that every time I watch... Just in a Jane Austen novel set in Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> every time I've seen Gravity, that's my takeaway, is at the end of Sandra Bullock's Gravity, I'm like, well, at least I'm not floating in space with no air. Like, yeah. like yeah. life's fine. We'll also, figure it out. Also, if she can get down from space, mm-hmm. I we, can do this. Yeah, we can do it. We can get through it. We can do it. So I we'll, can do my laundry. Yeah. I'm Sandra Bullock got down from about space. That she, got, she used the... the Chinese space station. She got down from space. She's yeah, so there. Use the Chinese space station. Yeah, that's it. To do your laundry, just use the yeah, Chinese space station. That's all you're supposed to do. So, Cruz, what 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 movie would you watch if you're feeling good? I would watch a new movie. I mean, that's yeah, the yeah, hard part. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's the hard part. That's fair. Ke- um, I think I think I can speak for Keller when I say a movie we'll throw on if we're feeling crummy is Hot Rod. That's yeah. always my go-to. Makes I don't me feel even better. know what that is. Hot Rod. Oh my Andy Samberg. God. Uh, Hot Rod. Yeah. Stuntman. Rod Kimball. It's a classic. It's, it's a classic. hilarious. It is a classic. It's, it's a cult classic. It is deceptively brilliant. Because it <laughs> it's outwardly Much stupid. in the way the Dumb and Dumber is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the movie I will add to Please. this list. Please. Um, partially because of my sordid history, which I didn't get into, and partially because okay. I think there need to be more okay. international movies about women on this list. I love Thank it. you. I love it. Whale Rider. Awesome pick. Awesome pick. 
Very cool. Yeah, I don't okay. even know what that is. Tell us about it. Whale Rider uh, starring Keisha Castle Hughes, who then played the Virgin Mary. Um, mm. And is, what? Um, in the Jesus movie that was made years later. Oh, okay. Passion of the Christ? Uh, no, no, no. There was I, one about Jesus There was being one about born. Jesus' birth where like they were like, Mary needs to be 14. Like, she was oh, in real life. Oh, gotcha. Keisha Castle Hughes. Cool. Um, so, but then, like, they went, like, su- hyper-realistic for that, but then he was still born in, like, this, like, beautiful cave, and you're like, <laughs> Come on, okay, that, that looks like a, like a little, little, little There should pleasant. be horse shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be, it needs to be grosser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing was nice back then, yeah. guys. No. Nothing nice. Nothing was nice Especially until, for like, poor 1972. People. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then. Yeah, then we saw the New even York. And then you had to rob a bank. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime anybody's <laughs> like, oh, I wish I lived in Doctor Who and I could go back to, like, like royal sort of, like, no, Jack the Ripper era Spain. I'm like no one, yeah, Jack dude. the Ripper. Two, you had to throw your pee and poo out the window, <laughs> and you like, had what? to cover your Lyme disease with makeup, Ugh. and just like uh, also live in malaria. Mo- everyone's like, everyone's clothes were so beautiful, and I'm like, yes, because they cost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They were made by hand, so they were mm-hmm. gorgeous. And you only had three, and you never and so washed you wore them, them yeah. for like a month until you washed them. Oh my god, everything smelled. Everything smelled at all times. Yeah. All the time. New York in the summer. Smell Everything the smelled time. like New York in the summer. At all all the of reality. Wow. Smelled yeah. like New York in the summer in a farm. Had a shit baby. Yeah. I know what New York in the summer smells like. It's, it's Go just stand next to the police piss. stables. It's amazing. Yeah. And then it is, you're yeah. there. It <laughs> smells like a like a, like a re- recently high, rehydrated dead rat. <laughs> and I love New York. I grew up there. Like if someone but put we, a dead rat in the microwave. Yeah. From the sum, for the I, summer. I, I'll never forget that. Yeah, somebody put a dead rat in the microwave and it exploded. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to New York was 2014 and it was in May. And walking around Where it really... Are you from? From San Diego, oh. from Southern California. First time I was ever on a plane, I was 26 years old and flew oh, to man. New York. It was awesome. That's so crazy. when I went to New York, actually smelling the smell, I remember I went to a comic book store and got a Spider-Man comic and reading the comic, I was like, oh, this is what this comic is supposed to smell like. Like, this is what the New York of the Marvel Universe is supposed to smell like. Mm-hmm. And now every time I read a comic book now that's set in New York, I know exactly what it smells he like. He comes and, and awesome. stands over the that's, trash can. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why Spider-Man is the perfect su- New York superhero yeah. because you're, he's like, I'm going to go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go up there. Get away from stink. the street. Yeah. Um, that's oh. so, it's so crazy to yeah. me. That you didn't write a play to, like for because because I jet setted so much yeah and lived in such oh, yeah. random weird places mm-hmm. that were not are not random and weird if you're not in a, a, a U.S. A, centric correct mind. Yeah, yeah yeah but like you don't have to qualify it. I it's do fine. Yeah. I do because I hate it when I like it's mm-hmm. like I you know I've I've worked on YouTube for ten years mm-hmm. and like I still have to remind myself every two weeks that the people who watch it all don't live in the U.S. I'm but like, when did mm-hmm. you say you left uh, you didn't leave on your own from New York until when? I didn't. College. Well, on my on my own, I didn't right. leave until college. But okay. I, the first time I was on a plane, I was one. Going to Columbia. Hey, to, Columbia. Be, to be fair, I was and also I, on a plane. Did when you I was go anywhere? One. And flew, flew down to Mexico, Mazatlan, and then flew back up. So I don't remember that don't trip. Remember that. Right. So like, yeah. That yeah, yeah. counts. You lied to us. Okay. Yes. Right, I'm sorry. That does count. I retract my statement. You the second lied time. To the first us. time I was on You're a plane a and remembered it, I was 26 years of age. Okay. But right. tell us about Well Rider. It's good. Well Rider is great. Wasn't it based on a book? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, you should have known because you're the book to movie guy. I'm oh. sorry. It's all right. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, Well Rider is a movie from New Zealand. 
about a young girl who it's about the Maori mm-hmm. and it's about a young girl who um, there's sort of like a prophecy of a whale of a whale rider and it's um, it's all a very sort of like masculine male centric mm-hmm. culture and prophecy and her dad and like kind of wanted a son and like she is the whale rider is right? it live like, action it is live mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. and it 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 it's not it's like there's a sense of magical realism to it, but it's yeah. not a fantastical movie, mm-hmm. right? It's very much like a you're the subtle. It's subtly magical realism mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, by the end, you're like, yeah, she could be this legendary whale rider, or mm-hmm. it could just all be in there. Mm-hmm. But it's really about like, you know, her finding her place in the culture as a woman, as a as a woman who is sort of told that these things are things that pass to men. Very cool. Um and her connecting with her heritage. Uh and and I think and, and she's like not what ten or eleven years yeah. old. Um and, and it so came I think out what like two thousand six or something? Is yeah, that when it came out? Like that. Something like that. It, it, um, yeah, I, I I've never seen the movie but I knew about it, know about it, and I think because when I was at Blockbuster, I like learned well, now about we have it. to. It's just a yeah. really small yeah. and personal yeah. film. Sounds and nice. I, I think Sounds it, awesome. And I, and I like because I lived in the Pacific for two years. I cool. have like a little bit like that was the first movie I made. Um, I have sort of like a like a, a personal sort of emotional connection to yeah. the ocean and and to like those cultures of like the Pacific and 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 I also. Um, a lot of them need strong, interesting yes. stories about women. Yes. Um, because they have fairly what I grew up calling machista culture, mm-hmm. right? But like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not, I don't think it's like purposefully misogynistic, mm-hmm. but it is very patriarchal. Yeah. And so, very male centric. Um, it is very male centric. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them, they're like some of the traditional cultures of are actually super matriarchal. Um, but that was like squashed by the missionaries. So mm-hmm. um, the Marshall Islands is one of those specifically where it was Damn. like a, it's a matriarchal culture for a lot of reasons. Um, women are the only people who can own land or um, it just makes the, sense. women are the heads of families or were, were before yeah. they had to be married off. And mm. that, that, what that sort of like. Thanks a lot. Religion. That'll Christian do it every mentality. time. Every time. Seriously. The worst. But well, writer sounds dope. That yep. is an excellent addition to our new list, Mike. And before we wrap up, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online and if you want to point them to anything that you're working on. Sure. If you can talk about anything. I can't talk about no, anything. No, secret. It's all secret. Secret, secret. Secret stuff. Um, but, I'm also going to um, be working on <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'm working on with yeah. and we're going to make and uh, I'm oh, right. Oh, yeah, by dude. the way, I'm writing <gasps> What? Um, but, um, I hope they live. But yes, people can find me on on Twitter and Instagram at cool. Mike Cruzable. Mike Cruzable, I love uh, it. It's like a lunchable. It's like a lunchable, but it's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought uh, you were uh, witches. Also cool. <laughs> <laughs> also cool. I'm a witch lunchable. I'm a witchy lunchable. Wait, are you McCarthyism? <laughs> No. Okay, okay, okay. I really don't want to be like Nice. Good save. Good save. I prefer to be a witchy Are you a metaphor for (laughs) McCarthyism? Maybe. Maybe. But in a snack form. Oh, okay. Very cool. In like a a, a middle school snack form. (laughs) You get five slices of cheese. You get five slices of cheese with your hanging. Oh, a cold pizza. Um, Cool. You're going to die, but... (laughs) 
Here's this delicious salami. Here's a snack size Kit Kat. Um, any, any work in the past or anything that you could that you can point people to? Or yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think people people should check out Cinefix. I think it's still cool. doing really well, and, cool. and all of the old shows that I worked on are there. Um, you can watch me lose sixty pounds in ten weeks if you really ha- if you really want to. Whoa! Uh, we do a show do called it. Superhero in Training um, with uh, with Joe Penna, uh, who just directed oh, cool. a movie called Arctic, which you should go see with. Oh, Matt I want to see that really oh, cool. bad. It's really good. Oh, I heard it was Matt's great. He's, so much. He's working on his next movie with Anna Kendrick and Damn. um oh That's man awesome. hereditary what's her name? Oh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Anna great. Kendrick in space. <gasps> oh Ooh. my god. Sign me up, sign me yeah. up, sign me Talk up. Talk about my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Hannibal in the ice was already a good enough. Hannibal in the ice, Seriously. Anna Kendrick in space. Anna Is he wearing just like a nice suit the entire time? <laughs> just like I'm going to kill you in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, He's a good boy. Awesome. He's a good boy. Yeah, yeah good. Mads is the um, best. My favorite, my favorite thing about Mads Mikkelsen is that he did the movie Doctor Strange because he loved Kung Fu. He loves Kung Fu and nobody knows that about him. And they told him that he was going to be able to do Kung Fu stuff oh, cool. in Doctor Strange. So that's so he like he loved Bruce Lee as a kid. Kung yeah, well, he was oh, able to he jump around. And he used yeah. to be like a professional ballet dancer yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy it's he's insane. a fascinating man he's the he best is. he's I the best Hannibal my favorite kind so of actor much. my favorite kind of actor is that it's like oh you had a whole life before you were acting cool 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 yeah <laughs> that's great well mike thank you so much for being our guest man i also bake a lot so if you follow Ooh. me on instagram Ooh, i bake shit. pretty things Ooh. Yeah. what's the last thing you baked yeah um one of the girls in the office challenged me with um macaron oh that's right you, you like were it? showing me macaron. was it fun to make it was actually really fun to make. Mm. It was Do you really like hard macaron? to. I don't like them because no, I don't really like meringue. I'm not a big fan of macaron either. No, me neither. But it's like soap you can eat. They were hard mm. to make and like get the yeah. little feet. Yeah, oh, wow. really hard. Wait, Damn. macaron have feet? They have little feet. They have little feet. If you do them well, they have feet. Well, I yeah, don't in France that. they have feet. Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. that's so weird. So never, the mall, they as, don't a, have feet. as a challenge, they were really fun. I never thought that. What's the last thing that you baked just for you? Yeah, that, that so ooh, so nothing because I do it as a meditative practice. Oh, okay. So uh, one of the things that I really appreciated from a oh boy, this is uh, from my time with the Tibetan monks is uh, sort of like the we're, ability. We're now to, going into the next three hours of this. Podcast. That's an awesome. <laughs> the that's ability an to awesome like sentence. Let go of things. That's cool. Um, and so it's something to that you really, really easily forget. Yeah. Um, so you so make I, it for the I people. I loved baked goods. I love baked goods. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I try to make them. So, but what I do now is I bake them, and then I spend all of these hours on it, and then I give it away. Dang. You don't eat any of I it. I don't eat it anyway. Dude, well, so, is... well, you do, okay, you do the break, tasters. You I have to the do the taste sometimes, <laughs> and I do a little tweet, little tasty taste. You yeah. have to taste, you guys. To. As people who cook, you have to yes. taste. Yes. You know, you Hector know. knows. Hector's on his second Blue Apron box. Shitty food. You don't. But um, I know I don't really cook, and I and I am halfway through my second Blue Apron box right now. Wait, you're I'm cooking? Excited. Yeah, good. man, I'm trying. You're becoming a real boy. I'm trying to be a real boy. That's good. In case it's you actually know. pretty adorable because he'll just sit in here and he'll just like narrate his cooking. Yes. All right. Cut up the zucchini. Cut them like this. Boom. Cut them like this. Boom. <laughs> Fucking done. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> talking to himself. Cooking <laughs> is fun. I have it to, is. It I is have to build myself up. Significantly less expensive than eating out every meal. Yeah. It is better for your health. It is meditative. It, if you mm-hmm. if, if you have family, it's mm-hmm. a good experience to do with your spouse or children. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things are important uh, things for life. I agree. Don't just eat out every 
meal. It's not good for you. I know. It isn't. Not even for your, that's not for your, good for your body. It's not good for your no. mind. Even if you're going to wallet. Tender Greens every time. Wallet. Even if you're going for Tender Greens. It's expensive. Yeah. What's cool about Blue Apron for me is that I get stressed Especially also. Especially if you're going to Tender Greens. Yeah, it's yeah. expensive. Well, I mean, that's expensive, but I mean, it's healthy. It's you healthy. Could, you could be like, expensive. oh, I eat healthy. They give you a salad every time. I know. I get the chicken and piece of every bread. time and salad and that bread. But um, I don't even know the what the, what ingredients oh, to buy at the store. The so bread is a trap. Blue, Blue Apron's bread helping me. It's always a trap, and that's the only trap I ever want. Here's the my simple pitch on the supermarket yeah, yeah yeah because american supermarkets have a lot of processed food and they have yes. a lot of food with um sugar in it that yes. you mm-hmm. don't even realize has sugar mm-hmm. in it like pasta sauce mm-hmm. um pasta sauce is basically a soda so wow. um make your own pasta sauce and then it's like yes. soda that you made yourself correct <laughs> and you can do it you can like put it on the stove with a thing on watch a movie and then mm. come back and the pasta sauce is done i like yeah. that i made so, chili yesterday y'all yeah you did yeah. nice you want some yeah. uh oh kind of okay, okay great uh, you can have some chili <laughs> So this the, the rule, best. the supermarket rule that yeah. I have, it it's a, it's a loose rule because mm-hmm. it apl- depends on the layout of the supermarket, but generally applies. You stay on the outside. Oh, you never go in the aisles. So I'm, you go I'm, fruit, yeah, uh, dairy, mm-hmm. uh, meat, mm-hmm. fish, out, yeah, veggies. I'm thinking of the layout of uh, my local Ralphs, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because all in the middle aisles is like ice cream and Correct. processed foods. And the, the one thing mm-hmm. that, that doesn't apply mm-hmm. is that a pasta l- among the well, yeah, pasta if you want pasta, but like I always want pasta. Uh, <laughs> the other thing on the outside is it's usually like fruits and veggies, dairy, meat, bread, and then like yep. cake. <laughs> yeah. So the cake, 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 cake does not apply. You have to walk around the scenario. cake and the cheese. Just go. Just no, go. You have some cheese. Okay, their whole like cheese. bakery with just their no like cake. Mexican bread. I'm like, Mike said this was the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was healthy. I gotta get all these pan de dulces. I gotta get them. Mike said. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what's the bread. Uh, Everybody at Ralph's is gonna be like, Mike, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no guys. So fuck it, Ralph's. Next week we're Take watching the want. movie. Uh, you're gonna be excited about this. We're watching Atonement. I'm so. Oh, I haven't oh. seen it. Never seen it. Come I on really over. Never seen come it. watch. Yeah, you're us. welcome to come and watch okay. it. Our guest is gonna be Maud Garrett. One of our favorite Australians, so she's going to come because she helped us out with a with a movie we really disliked last it year was called awful. In the Company of Men. God, we hated that fucking movie. It's the worst movie Mod, we've seen to date. Mod was, and we've uh, seen yeah. worse this movies. Yes, 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 yes. Worse than Star Wars: yes. The Phantom Menace. Yes, it is. There are things of value. Worse in than Phantom Indiana Menace. Jones and the Crystal yes. Skull. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was that because it's because it's offensive. Wait, I at least have all, Darth Maul in this, of and all I all the Borns. The Born Supremacy? Oh, well, the, the other Identity two. and Ultimatum are ranked earlier. They're All ranked of higher. the Borns are three of them on Well, you not, have to think about this. White British dudes. They're like, yeah. whoa, our sirens are in movies. <laughs> the Jesus like, Christ, that's is, Jason Bourne. Is the original oh, Italian no. job on here? I don't think check. so. I don't think it is. But so the Mark Wahlberg one boards. is for sure. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. But not the original Italian job. I don't job. think it is. Let's find out. Oh, or what's that really great heist movie with... No. Um, no, like no. I don't even think the getaways on there. I don't mm-hmm. even think. Uh, yeah, Rafifi. Like if you're gonna, I think Rafifi has got to be on there. Rafifi? No, yeah, that's not it's on there. It's not on there. I'm looking at all the R's, guys. I don't. I'm not seeing a Rafifi. Oh, that's that insane. Is. Who did that? We got Rajaman Ratatouille. No Fifi. Rafifi. That's uh, a little crazy. I haven't seen it, but I've remember again. Five hundred s- sounds like a lot. It's not a lot. 
but there are a ton but of which movies is why on this there should list. not be three born movies i know there. three born movies I and indian tunes in the christian school you gotta you right. gotta put like infinite like franchises like, get one i kind of agree with these that. because it's like yeah. if you're gonna watch them yes then like, then or if the like the, if the first mm-hmm. or if the prequels were good I could see picking one and one of one, the old ones. Yeah, yeah but maybe. they're not. But like, no. Well, but this also, is, like, is... I, I'm okay with these kinds of lists saying like 449, Star Wars four, five, and six. Like, I'm, I'm uh, sort of good with them getting lumped together. Ooh, that opens up a whole can of worm. Here's the deal. This is how this someone will try to together. lump the yes. Harry Potter movies. Here, here it's, it. but it's like, but, 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 but it's really just pres- three. Yeah. See, yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban is the, should be the representation. Yeah. But it, the way this list was put together is everybody wrote in their top we 10 watched movies. Azkaban, by the way, we did. It's we watched Azkaban. Uh, Everybody just wrote in their top ten movies. Keller, find an example of somebody's top ten list. They they just oh, you, oh they just picked a bunch of random white guys to make top tens and then added. Well, them here's together. Ryan Johnson's Ryan list. Ryan Johnson. Oh, so, so it's, like so, Edgar Wright's list is in there. Quentin Tarantino's list. So to answer list. your to answer your question, it was ten thousand of their readers, which are going to be mostly probably uh, white guys, and fifty directors, producers, film critics, and people that work in in, in Hollywood. I mean, look, I like I like that there's some poppier things in yeah, here. I think yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good thing. I that agree. It's though. not all sort of high film, but at the same time, they're, like, they're the best of that shit. The way that they like, like, like enough people put Born Identity, Born Ultimatum, Born Supremacy on their list. Way of too top many 10. consolation picks. I, yeah. Ooh, I am all about Ryan Johnson's list. Yeah, except, dude, it's a good list. Except, uh oh, I will admit this. I understand its value for mm-hmm. filmmaking, and I yes. think it's extremely valuable. Sort of like educational mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like Citizen Kane very much. Oh, I thought you were going to say Chinatown. Old. What did you oh, like? no, I love Chinatown. No, I can't do Chinatown, but I have never uh, seen Citizen I've, Kane. Chinatown is one of the few movies I've rewatched. I've watched really? that movie four times. Wow. Damn. Because uh, I love that movie. That's great. That's and, awesome. And uh, they just did a Riverdale episode Oh, a great. Chinatown really? Riverdale. Oh, great. <laughs> Riverdale this season is really into like recreating old movies. Um, That's so what that show's about? I had no idea. Uh, it's one of the many things that shows about. <laughs> uh, it is a pop culture telenovela. And yeah, I love it. That sounds about right. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're going to be watching Atonement. Maud Garrett is our guest. Atonement is streaming on Stars if you have it. It's streamable yeah. on stars. Otherwise, you're gonna have to rent it somewhere if you're gonna want to go find it. it. Which you should I get am and having Outlander. I'm having uh, Netflix send me oh, okay, the, the, uh, the disc, the okay, DVD, because cool. I still do Netflix through the mail. Me too, dude. Awesome. Wow, that's that was a Netflix high five. It's a great... I only have to pay like seventy five dollars for my Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like sixteen bucks. <coughs> Did they jack up the price? Wow, when they jacked up the price because it's streaming well. and yeah, yeah, it's like one it's, disc. You're actually time. paying like twenty eight dollars right now. It's worth it. I gotta watch more movies. Hey, for we watch DVD Trolls. to come in the mail. At well, least get the Blu-ray. I, I think that's only like seven ninety nine to have one disc out at a time, and then the rest of it is the streaming that's service. That's still insane. Oh, I really want to add the Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Ah, uh, well, you already added Well Rider, which is great. Yeah. Diving Bell and the Butterfly, great to give it a shout out. You can have a runner up. Did guys, you see the From Eternity? Blah blah blah. The what? The From Eternity? Van Gogh movie that that guy just made. No, I haven't seen that. Diving Bell and the Butterfly guy just made a movie about Van Gogh with Willem Dafoe. It's oh. Van Gogh. Oh, cool. I love Willem Dafoe. It's supposed to be very, very good. He's so crazy. Yeah, he I is. I mean, Van Gogh. Also Willem oh, Dafoe, well, but yeah. mostly Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. All of the above. Yeah. yeah. He's so sad, Van Gogh. He is. He is. Mm. Poor guy. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I'd watch that. I still have never seen The Last Temptation of Christ talking about Christ earlier. Talking about Ooh, Bill sexy Jesus. Yeah, that's the sexy one. That's kind. One. Was Jim Caviezel a sexy Jesus? No. 
He was just like a well, he was a sexy Jesus. Jesus he was but not a sexy. Oh, Jesus. I see, I see. I see. He, he was never making like, eyes at anybody. But gotcha, Willem Dafoe, gotcha. Willem Dafoe, I think straight up bones. Oh, in that movie. So really? that's the, so that's the prequel to the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, yeah, very cool. It yes. is the prequel the, to the the, the, the last rotation of Christ starts the Merovingian line. I yeah. love it. I love it. Cool. So that now I get the Da Vinci Code. Dan Brown just loves Scorsese. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It makes but that's sense. a real. I mean, that's a real. The Merovingian line is a real real thing. thing. Mm-hmm. It's well, real it's thing. a real belief. Belief. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that is a real blasphemy that you're saying on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only one who could, who could ever have a wait. This is not bone anybody. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. So Jesus my Christ. favorite Amen. gospel is the gospel of Mary, and in the gospel mm. of Mary, mm-hmm. yo, some different shit go down. Ooh, oh, shit. My favorite gospel is the gospel of Keller. Keller, hit us with my favorite Bible verse as we Second close out Kings the episode. 2.23. As Elisha was walking along the way, some boys came out of the woods and they yelled at him, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. And so he turned on them and called a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And then two she-bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. And from there, Elisha went on to Mount Carmel. Amen. Amen. Is that a real quote? <laughs> Second Kings two twenty three through twenty six. The Bible Can I tell you wild, my favorite wild, part of that? What that I haven't memorized? Yeah, <laughs> she bears. That's my favorite <laughs> part too. That's the best part. Like, <laughs> translations will lose the she, but I yeah. make sure never to oh. lose the she. <laughs> it's so good. And two she bears mauled forty two <laughs> shitty little kids <laughs> for making fun of a bald dude. <laughs> The Bible is wild, y'all. Guys, thanks for listening. Go watch Atonement. We'll see you next week with Mod Garrett. Once again, thank you to Mike Cruz. Thank you so much. This was a phenomenal episode. You're the best, man. Thank you so much. Watch out for those she bears. Yeah, guys. (laughs) Goodbye. The Lord said so.